Good morning and welcome to episode 91 of Martin Uncut. Today it's May the 12th, 2021, and today's episode is Password Management. Today's episode I will start off with a story. And the story is about when I got hacked. And uh, that is the beginning of today's episode where I'm going to talk about password and password management. So let's get at it. It is probably 10 years ago or even more since um, this happened. Uh, Back then I stored all my password in a note in Evernote. And the note was of course called Passwords. Uh, It wasn't that bad. They were not plain text. They were at least encrypted. So if anyone got hold of my, uh, my Evernote account or my devices, they couldn't... Couldn't read my passwords, but it's, um, I mean, it's not super strong encryption in Evernote, so it's not super good. The other problem here was that I needed to go into Evernote, find the note, de-encrypt the note, um, copy out the password, and paste it into the site or the application where I was. And that is a little bit of a process. Uh, And most of the places where I need to log in, um, it ended up me having a quite short and very easy password that I could very easily remember. And actually, the password was HJ6789. That was so I had both letters and numbers because that was the most common requirements on passwords back then. And as you can imagine, I mean, H and J, it's letters next to each other on the keyboard, and 6789 is that as, as well. So it's something that is super easy and of course it's easy to remember and it's super easy to type but it's super easy to guess i am a fairly well educated person i would say Uh, i I have a master of science in electrical engineering i have studied a lot of of computer science in that degree Uh, i have worked a lot with computers for a very long time i also have quite a great interest in hacking and I still do have this interest in hacking I don't hack or can't hack myself but I do love to read and understand how these different hacks happened I have also a kind of an interest in in viruses and how they work I mean I don't I can't write any viruses I I collected viruses for a while Um, I don't do that anymore but it's kind of interesting, an interesting phenomenon, the whole hacking phenomenon as well. Um, so it, it's a fascination of mine. Um, but all this knowledge about this area, it didn't beat my laziness. And guess what? Someone got into my Twitter account and they DM'd all my connection. And that was a real, real wake-up call for me. I can't really be sure, but I think uh, a website somewhere where I had an account um, with my email address and my standard short password got hacked. And by with that, they got hold of the password store in on that website. And in the worst case, the password were in plain text there. I don't know. You never know how the site, sites are built. Uh, or 
may what it most likely was that it was salted and one way encrypted with md5 or something like that which is no match for a dictionary lookup if you have easy passwords so this incident incident really opened up the um, my thinking i mean i i needed to do something with this and all the red alerts lamps were flashing bright red and i was quite upset and i would say scared as well uh, so i spent the grunt of two days to go through all the sites that i have been using or at least all the sites that i could remember and that i i use essentially all accounts everywhere and gave them tough and unique passwords and since then i have rock solid um, pa- a personal password policy that I really stick to because for me it's it's uh, really embarrassing when you get hacked. You shouldn't be hacked, not your passwords, not by your passwords at least. And um, what what I do is um, uh, I when I since I now have unique and quite long passwords for all these sites, of course I can't remember them for every site. And I can't keep them in a semi-secure Evernote note either because that is also easily cracked. So you need to have them in a safe and well-encrypted place. But you still need to have really quick access to them. And not only from your computer, you need to have quick access also from your mobile devices because you are doing a lot of things from your mobile devices. So being able to log into an account should never be hard. Creating a new account with a secure password should never be hard. This is really base requirements for for this thing. And this is where the password managers comes in. And I will talk about two different password managers today. There is a lot more out there. And I recommend you or I urge you to do your own research um, when you choose what password manager that you want to do. But you can listen to what I say today and take a little bit of the the thoughts I have around it with you. And this tool uh, that you choose, do not consider cost. The cost should be unimportant here. If you only pay for one app on your complete ecosystem of everything you use, if you only pay for one app, that app should be the password manager. That is the priority one, at least according to me. So the money shouldn't really be an, an, an issue here. And they are not very that expensive. And there is different levels of them as well. So take it serious, make it easy, and be paranoid when it comes to your passwords. When this incident happened, I started to use an application called LastPass. And this is a quite small tool. It has a browser plugin, which means that you get a little icon in the in the by the URL in the browser. And using that, you can easily log into all the applica- uh, websites you have. And you can easily create new applications straight from the, the sign-up form. So that is uh, super, super well thought out and done. And I used it for um, my private passwords, for all my private passwords for many years. And when I started up my consultancy company, I also used it for all my company purposes for all my company accounts that I accessed and I also made sure that everyone in the company had a license and could and should store their passwords safely 
because we were working in online tools for customers. So we had access to customer systems. So it was really, really important that the credentials were kept safe. Um, I don't have anything against LastPass. It was a great companion for many, many years, and I could still consider to use it. Um, I think there was some security issues with it in the beginning, but as I understood it, the attack vectors was quite small. They, they needed to be on your computer to be able to, to crack it. Uh, and I think LastPass responded to them quite quickly, as I can remember. Uh, this is just a small memory I have. But I, all the other managers probably have these kind of issues as well. But as long as they are fixed really quickly, I think that is, is fine. Um, but a bit more than a year ago, I switched from LastPass to 1Password. And this is a tool that is very similar to LastPass. It also has the uh, browser plugins like uh, most uh, browser or password managers have. And it also also have the applications for all the other platforms. And one thing that I did notice with 1Password is that it integrates with the password managers in iOS. So that means that when you're on your iPhone and you try to log into a website or you try to log into an application, you can choose to use the integration to 1Password. So essentially you authenticate into 1Password and then the username and the password comes out from 1Password and seamlessly logs you into to the application. Um, this is probably a feature that also has come to LastPass, uh, but it's one of these things that really makes it easy to use a password manager and doesn't it removes a barrier to use it. So these are the things that you should look for. Uh, but the major difference for me um, between LastPass and 1Password is how it looks like. 1Password is for me more attractive. It's a more beautiful application. And that is quite important for me. I should be attracted to the tool. I need to be attracted to the tool to make sure that I use it. But both of these tools can store notes inside them as well. And these notes, uh, they are well encrypted and safe exactly in the same way as all your usernames and passwords are. And that is a really good way to uh, store other things that could be like credit card numbers, alarm codes or PIN codes. Uh, for your phones. Um, and that means that you can easily access this independently if you're on your phone or on your computer. So that is something that is, is great to have. It's a good feature. I use it a lot, especially for things like PIN numbers for alarms and stuff like that, because I have a really hard time remembering numbers for whatever reason. Uh, so even if I have had the same PIN code for the alarm, it takes me like three, four months to learn the PIN code. I just forget it. So I need to have them stored somewhere. And then the password manager is great for this. And I quickly just wanted to talk a little bit about passwords. What is a good password? A good password should be truly random. Uh, and you should have both upper and lower case in this password. You should use numbers and special characters. This makes it really hard for, um, for attackers to guess the password. Because that is really the only approach they have when they have passwords. So they can guess it, so they can generate passwords and, and try them. Or they can use dictionaries. Uh, that's why it should be random. So so make sure it has all these characters, and you should also keep them as long as possible. 
And the thing here is that you don't need to be worried that you have a really weird looking long password. You should never ever need to type them manually. So it doesn't really matter to you if they are 12 or 30 characters long. So most of my passwords, they they are long. It's around like 30 characters or something with all of these special characters. So it's a mess whenever, I mean, if I would need to enter a password manually. It's uh, the only place where I've actually had this problem is that I use the same approach to generate the key for the wireless. And every time there's a new device, it's a little bit painful to enter the key for the wireless. Um, But uh, for your password, you should never need to actually re-enter them. Um, um, There are some sites, and don't ask me why, that limits which characters you can put in the passwords. So some sites just let you enter upper and lowercase characters and numbers. They don't allow you to use all the different special characters that there are. And I don't know why they do that, but it's actually an implication on security. And sometimes they also limit the lengths. Uh, It's not uncommon that the maximum password length is 10 characters. And that is, is really strange for me as well. Why limit the length of passwords? I mean, at least you could allow a, a hundred characters or something in the password. That doesn't really hurt anyone, does it? So um, if you have a character that is 20 characters or longer, it's really hard to brute force it. It will take thousands of years to do it uh, with the computer powers we have today. So do that and you will be fairly safe. But you can also actually make your account even more safe. And that is to use what's called two-factor authentication. And some ki- sometimes that is uh, shortened to 2FA. And that is that you log in with something you know. That is your password. That's the first factor. And something that you have. And that's usually a token. And that is the second factor. You've probably seen this uh, some places uh, so you log into your account and then you get a text message with a code. And then you need to enter the code as well to be logged in. And then this code in the SMS is the second factor because it's something else that you had. You had the phone where you got the, the, the code. Um, it's uh, it's a lot better. It's a lot harder to break an account where you have two-factor uh, two authentication. Even if they get hold of your password, they may not be able to log in. But if you have the choice to choose what type of two-factor authentication that you can use, I would avoid SMS or text messages because there is actually multiple cases of number hijacking where they have used uh, different techniques to hijack mobile numbers to actually be able to, be able to capture the, uh, the 2FA code when it comes flying. A better approach is to use a token generator on your device. This sounds maybe very technical, but it's not. It's really just a small application that you install on your phone. And when you are logged in, you just set that up with your account um, in in your account. Google has support for this, for example, and a lot of other uh, applications too. And just to mention a few of these tools, there is one called Duo. There is Google Authenticator and Microsoft Authenticator. And these tools doesn't cost you as a user anything. So if you can use 2FA, Use that, two-factor authentication, that is. That was the not-so-short episode about password and password managers. I hope you liked today's episode. And until tomorrow, have a great day. Ciao, ciao. 
Martin Uncut, your daily technology dose.